jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out Here we are. <laughs> Court is in session. Court is in session. The Honorable Us presiding. I'll rise for the gay lords of darkness. <laughs> I would... What, uh, well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about our Shocktober recommendations. Oh, the month is upon us. The month of, of nigh a, a mm. scary fin... Fint whistle. I don't <laughs> Scary fint whistle. Is the, the nigh. Creepy crawlies and spooky spooks. It's time to cram the candy corn. Ew. In your <laughs> mouth. In, oh, there we Okay, in my mouth. Okay. Cram it in your mouth. Are you a candy corn fan, Stacy? How do you feel about um, candy corn? I am. Oh, interesting. I mean, interesting I'm not take. like the number one fan. But yeah. yeah, I feel that it's a little traditional. So that's the thing. You you have to at least have a piece so you can be like, what choices have led me to this point in my life? Um, <laughs> you can reflect. Yeah, on the sad state of affairs that is your existence. That is the world and life. Yeah, yeah. But no, I that's just, why I partook in some candy corn this weekend. So oh, you did? Did you inhale? I inhaled it all. Good. Yep. good. I crammed job. it in and inhaled it. So I, I, I have started eating the Reese's pumpkins. Oh, <laughs> they're now they they come in a white cream enrobement. They're enrobed, I see. <laughs> and <laughs> I am addicted. I I am just such a. I'm literally a raccoon who eats trash, and this trash is the trash for me. Is what I have to say about Wait, that. Wait, white chocolate with peanut butter. Not white chocolate, Stacy. It's enrobed in white cream. So it's chocolate it's and peanut a, butter a, enrobed in white cream? Or is the in, white cream enrobed? The chocolate is right out. The chocolate is removed from the equation. Okay. It is it is the peanut butter in a pumpkin-y log enrobed in white creme. Um, the C-R-E-M-E spelling. So you know it's fancy. So... <laughs> our list so what was your criteria for choosing we okay listeners anthony and i have decided to choose our shocktober choices our Uh, tricks and treats yeah (laughs) totally independent of each other so i don't know what's on anthony's list he anthony does not know what's on my list and it's going to be fascinating to see where we overlap where we don't it's the newlywed game basically it really is um ex- except without a live studio audience yeah uh, or or any prizes except for reese's white pumpkins <laughs> and my memory of the candy corn i had this <laughs> yeah you're you're the whisper of candy my, corn. <laughs> yeah, my wistful remembrances <laughs> so 
for my Shocktober list, Stacy, I was thinking, um, you know, I'm like, I, I'm kind of thinking like, what are my favorite horror movies right now that I'm really just vibing on? What are some throwback <laughs> classics as well as some uh, recent films and even brand new films that people could check out that I feel like could deserve a little more attention? Huh. Um, as well as some tried and true classics. So I was I was trying to keep mostly Halloween-y uh, or something that just feels spooky enough to watch at night. That would be great. Um, but they aren't Halloween specific. How yeah. about you? Um, yeah, mine are not necessarily Halloween specific. I guess I just thought, what gives me a spooky feeling? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was thinking, I, I, I think about that scene in the original Halloween where Tommy and Lindsay are watching a movie on TV. And I was like, oh, yeah. when they're watching the thing and I'm yeah. like, and then Tommy's like, Lindsay, and he hides behind the curtain. And she's like, where are you? Lindsay. And then he sees Michael Myers across the street and Lindsay comes over and they're like, ah, they scare each other. And Lindsay's like, he scared me. And Tommy's like, yeah, I saw him over there. And then Jamie Lee Curtis is like, no, Tommy, that's just crazy. Stop telling Lindsay scary stories. And Lindsay's like, I believe you. And Jamie Lee's like, what the fuck, bro? I tried to back you up. And then they sit on the couch and watch a movie. You know that part? Anyway, um, and then and then Lindsay goes on Real Housewives with her sister exactly. Kim. You know what? I can't think that they're trashy. I mean, I know no. people don't like them on Real Housewives, but I'm like, it's Kim and Kyle Richards, though. Did you ever see the car with Kim and Kyle Richards? Sure did. Honk, 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 honk. Oh my god, so good. Also, not on my list, but a great film. Yeah, um, great film. I'll also like your description of Halloween. I, I really wish that was what <laughs> what was in the movie theater when I go see Halloween H4O. Like the lights come down and it's just that. Yeah. <laughs> that should be a commentary track. Yeah. Because commentary tracks are just acting out what's happening on the screen, right? Those are the best commentary tracks. Oh, and they're like, sure. yeah, in this part, we filmed this uh, at yeah. night. Oh yeah, this part where he stabs her. Yeah, we, I will we, say we, we used a fake knife for that. <laughs> this like George Lucas's commentary. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, all CGI. The best commentary track is the Resident Evil, the original movie, Ooh. and it's just Michelle Williams and Mila Jovovich flirting the whole time and making oh, the dudes gosh. on the on the commentary really uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, I'll have to check that out. It's really good. <laughs> I have a soft spot for that trashy movie oh me May too you know what i stopped after the third one i think but sometimes i get a hankering to watch all of them stacy i'm gonna suggest i will mail you my blu-ray box set and <laughs> <laughs> i mean right like maybe we should do it in resident evil episode i think we should because like the fifth or the sixth one i'm not sure which there is an entire clone army of mila jovovich's Oh my god. Which is everything I ever needed in my life and never knew I needed. Like, <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. It's literally and I, for like I, They one bring scene. back all the characters. I Like, I mean, as someone who lives and breathes the video game series, like, I the movies are their own thing. However, they do have like all the characters from the games. Yeah, and it's, it is so funny because they will bring back characters and the actors that played them even years later or sequels later. And then they're like, hey, here's this person you remembered. And they're just as not integral to the plot as ever before. Okay, <laughs> moving on. 
<laughs> That's the whole, whole series. It's great. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah. I'm gonna have to do it. So but with, with let's your not get ahead. Let's not get ahead. Let's not. Let's not. We'll I'll breathe. And so I'll... basically, oh yeah. So my criteria is, what movie would I want to be on the TV during that scene in Halloween? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, That's mine. Mine is kind of close to that, except there's like a few cute ones. So yeah. 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 Do I you... didn't. I didn't do any of my usual hoity-toity like people should see this movie because I like it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I have like two of those on there or three. I have like seven. Okay, all of mine are like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I say that even though this is literally a list of recommendations. <laughs> which is Which by else. definition <laughs> is, you should see this because I like it. But but I don't mean that in like a, there's no bigger picture really. Do you know what I mean? All right, so. Let's get it. Let's do it. Do you have yours in like an ascending or descending order? I don't really know that I have mine in an order. I kind of put them in a descending order. I think. Okay. But it, well, you know, gonna... but but it's not a strict thing. <laughs> there's there's no German <clears throat> woman with a ruler ready to <laughs> slap someone if they go against. She's not here for order. this list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Well, that was sexy. That was sexy. That was unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Tonight on. Gay Lords of Darkness after <laughs> dark. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. We have Gay our, Lords of Darkness up all night. We have our special guest, Ilsa, who will be <laughs> joining us. Uh, who will be flogging us. Flogging us in between spouts of cotton candy candy corn inhalation <laughs> on the rack. You will cram the candy corn. Enjoy the candy corn. <laughs> The consistency is curious. And how? It is curious and how. <laughs> so on that note. <laughs> yeah, now, on that note. Pick let's, number let's one. Move. No, number ten. Pick number one plus a zero. Ten. It's, is it number one? But it is also number one because it's the first one we're going to talk about. It, Whoa, that just blew my mind. That's like when I was in middle school and I realized that the word kneeling contained the word knee. And I was like, <laughs> dude. Yeah. It's like when I realized that the expression throw caution to the wind wasn't about throwing something called kosh into the wind. <laughs> it took me a while. <laughs> Because I grew up thinking, what the fuck is Kosh? It's just some kid nobody cares about. <laughs> ah, just throw Kosh to the wind. <laughs> or it could be Kashi, that, that granola product brand. Kashi wasn't invented yet by that. It, it, it's so dry, though, I find. It's affordably yeah. priced, but I'm just not interested in it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well. Those are my... Next Next, we got our cereal recommendations. <laughs> Judgings from the grocery store. God, I would love that. I could do that. That's the next podcast. That's my next podcast. Little yeah, there we go. briefcase lady and a supermarket sweep logo. <laughs> Don't tease me. That's <laughs> all I ever wanted. <laughs> okay, okay. Number 10 slash number one. Okay, what do you have? I have Phantasm. Oh. <gasps> 
Why did I not think of that? Oh, so good. Phantasm is a great movie that I just rewatched recently. Gave me the heebies and the jeebies oh, when heebs, I was a child. Heebs and yeah. jeebs aplenty. Heebs and jeebs. Yeah, exactly. It's so, it's like, for those of you who are not aware of Phantasm, stop listening. Because what are you even doing here? You don't belong here. You don't belong here. We don't welcome you your kind. <laughs> you can't sit with us. Not at our yeah. cool table. Yeah, the very cool table, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, <laughs> covered in candy corn and glue. <laughs> and Kashi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Phantasm. There's some weird goings on at the local mortuary. That is the uh, most concise way to put it. <laughs> Yeah, there's. A, I mean, because it's just a crazy movie. There's also like little Jawas, like from Star Wars, and yeah. and uh, an amazing villain who is a sheer delight, and who also is not against going out on the town as a blonde. He really likes transforming into the blonde woman in a purple dress, right? Because like, he'll like way he transforms like if he wants to. Okay, so his he's called the Tall Man. And he's posing as the mortuary assistant. And basically they are killing people and then transforming them into little people and putting them in Jawa robes and making them slaves on another planet, right? Or another dimension. <laughs> to, run, right? to run their small business, yes. <laughs> to run their small business, which seems to be walking in a very long line. Yes. Like that's all you see of the other world. <laughs> yeah, that's, so. that's literally it. <laughs> Yeah, so the tall man will lure some young men into their deaths by way of sexy times. Sexy And to do that, he transforms into a blonde lady in a purple dress. But it's like, you don't have to have sex with these guys as the blonde lady in the purple dress to kill them. Like, you could just kill them. Or you could also have tall man. Tall man. Ooh. 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 Tall man. <laughs> tall man likes what tall man likes, and yeah, and it's pretty liberated for 1979. It, it really is. There's a lot of some uh, some nice coding in that, um, and also it's just creepy. It's the music. Mm-hmm. The music is. I never realized until I saw the 4K restoration recently in a theater. Um, how incredible the the soundtrack is for that movie too. Yes. And it's just like, <clears throat> yes. oh, so spooky. Everything is so spooky. I love it. To me, it's an American take on an Italian horror movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's the intent, but that's what it feels like. It's like anything can happen. It completely plays by its own rules. There's crazy stuff and a great soundtrack and just go with it. And nothing makes sense. <clears throat> nothing really makes sense when you pick it apart but it, it's like or even when you don't pick it apart it still doesn't make sense it's so stylistically sound at the same time and yeah yes. I, I it's just it's utterly original it's just perfect the first time i saw it i was like what the hell am i watching <laughs> yeah and, but i was just so taken by the the mystery of it all and that yeah that's home. god bless uh angus scrim angus scrim was his name yep yeah may he rest in peace he was a tall man. He was. And I'm like, where does that blonde, was, was he just going shopping and getting like size 
18 <laughs> heels like where was he getting was he he even had eye makeup on like eyeshadow to like lavender eyeshadow to match his la- <gasps> it's lavender more coating there we go do you like the color purple <laughs> <laughs> which is is not a film on your list for shoptober <laughs> no well no spoilers no spoilers it could it be could be, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> but I think about Phantasm. Remember the finger when um, oh, what's yeah, his yeah, face? Yeah. Michael cuts off the finger. Yeah, it's in the box. Of and the it... guy, and then it like oozes mustard, and then it turns into a bug and flies away. Like what the? F- Why did that happen? So he's, it. You know, it just you never know what to expect in Phantasm, except that you're gonna get scared. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And just hearing him say, "Boy." <laughs> It's so great. Scary shit. So great. Yep. So that's my number 10. There you go. How exciting. Well, mine, my number 10 (laughs) is uh, a little haunted house movie that could um, called The Changeling, which. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, I had not seen it until like maybe the last two years. Um, And it has. Wow. I know. I felt so. Here's the thing. When I was a kid. Or I was like a teenager and I would hang out with one of my Mormon friends and she was only allowed to watch like <laughs> G and PG movies. PG was pushing it. But her mom, her mom would always tell us, ooh, The Changeling is the scariest movie ever and you guys, you guys can never watch it. Um, and then we would always make fun of her like, oh, come on, like you would know a scary movie if you guys only watch G movies. And then I watched The Changeling years later, and I was like, no, this movie is terrifying and charming. Yeah. Yes. George C. Scott, uh, it, it's like a great haunted house movie about a writer taking a residency after his whole family's been killed in a car accident. <laughs> um, you get some beautiful Seattle scenery. You get uh, this, this creepy-ass haunted house that actually is um, kind of plays into a lot of the tropes from, like, The Haunting and other you know, haunted house classics yes. with lots of knocking and banging and, and was it just the pipes? And and then also, you know, what's up with that room in the attic and what's up with the little tiny bathtub and what's up with the little child-sized wheelchair? Um, it is mm-hmm. it is a creepy movie and I, I did not think I would be interested in watching George C. Scott just hang out in a house, but <laughs> I love it and I was super enthralled by it and it also like I feel like even the ring kind of takes a lot from the changeling um mm-hmm. and uh yeah it just it's it's a lot more influential than I ever would have thought I, I absolutely love the changeling yes it's influential and it takes influence from other places yes it does it absolutely does and melds them together but it's really great seeing i will say like george i've never been like a george c scott fan yeah same you know so but it is it works better because he does have the reputation of being such a like you know he was Patton and he's this big burly manly man blah 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 and so to see him terrified of a red ball bouncing down the stairs like is gonna make you more afraid of the red ball. Yeah, it's so. And you know what? Yeah. I was afraid of the red ball. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. Somebody threw it down the stairs. Who was you it? You know, that's scary shit. It has a great mystery. It has a great yes. uh, conclusion, and uh, I just also like a little political stuff where it's like, come on, senator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can't cover this up, Senator. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's kind of jumping into like some deep throat <laughs> territory with that, yeah. too. It's just a treasure. I love the changeling. It's true. 
A lot of the best haunted house movies and ghost movies are a mystery at their core. Yeah, we must we must solve the what happened to the where, and what happened why yeah. why is this ledger here and where are these where are these <laughs> files from? Yeah. What's this old newspaper clipping? Yeah, don't pick it up. Yeah. Don't pick it up. Yeah. Just just close the door and leave. <laughs> yeah. It'll work out better. But to tie that into the movie you just mentioned, The Ring, <clears throat> that was one of the things I loved so much about The Ring was it kind of kind of took that and turned it on its head because all these other movies like The Changeling and Ghost Story and things like that were solve the mystery, put the ghost to rest, problem solved, yay! Yeah, whereas... And The Ring was like, prob- you solve the mystery, you think you put the ghost to rest, and then it's like, nope. Actually, that was the entire like it flipped that whole trope on. Yeah, that was the whole point. Now, now you just made it more powerful. And guess what? You still have a shit kid calling you by your first name. (laughs) At least in the American one. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Every time that. But I loved that about the ring. Oh, so good. Yeah. I'm just like every time that shit kid was like Rachel, Rachel. I was like, her name is Mom. (laughs) Yeah. You, did you know that a lot of women, I think, passed on the role? Oh, really? That Naomi Watts took because they didn't like. I know. I think Jennifer Connelly passed on it because she didn't want to play a bad mother. Oh wow! But then she went and did like the Dark Water remake. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, Jennifer. Well, I, I do get off your high horse. I, I yeah, it was great. The original, both yeah, actually, both the original and the remake are pretty good. Yeah. I love the ring. I just watched it fairly recently and it holds up. Ooh, I'll check it out. I, I, I have to say it, it has a lighthouse <laughs> in it and that, that lighthouse is actually here in Oregon and um, I'm I'm oh. terrified of lighthouses so that mo- that gets me a little the lighthouse thing. I don't like that but otherwise <laughs> I should be fine to watch it again. <laughs> that makes I sense. Just, I just imagine like you're alone on the beach at night and then like a lighthouse just like starts walking around and like shining its light everywhere. Like, I don't know why I think of that, but that's it's one of my deeper fears. Anyway, what? we can move on to the next pick now. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, my next pick is the uh, micro budget masterpiece from 1962, Carnival of Souls. Oh, you know, I have never seen Carnival of Souls. <gasps> I know. I know. Just shoot me right now. I, well... Tell- <laughs> I'll wait till the show's oh. over so that we can... We have something to edit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> tell me... So not everybody's left hanging. Tell me it all it's about... It's terrific. A young woman is uh, in a car accident early on in the game. And she... In the game? I've been thinking about video games. Sorry, in the movie, she's in a car accident and she's the only survivor. And um, she moves on to Utah to, like, find a new life. And she is pursued by these ghostly figures. <laughs> and it's really, like, aban- like there's abandoned, uh, it's, like, a not a theme park, but, like, kind of like a beachside amusement park Oh, yeah, with thing. a boardwalk and a... Yeah, and it's it's abandoned, and like she goes there, and the ghostly figures are there, and they enter a ghostly dance, and they just kind of haunt her, and uh, it's really terrific. A really small budget, made on the cheap by a bunch of you know local people. Um, the acting is a little stilted, but it's great. It's really beautiful. Like there's a lot of beautiful cinematography, 
Um, they do a lot with very little. And the main character is like really interesting because she's kind of a picture of a woman who dismisses traditional roles for women at the time, which um, she goes to take a job at the church, but she's not really church going. She just is kind of doing the job because why not? She doesn't have a boyfriend. She's not interested in romance. She's not interested in hanging out with the other women. So she's just this portrait of an independent woman in the early 60s. And so it's kind of a... Is she persecuted because of that? Who knows? Oh, well, but it's good for fun. her. And I, yeah. I, I feel terrified to think of what frights um, might befall her. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much like, I mean, it is very low budget. So it's like, but it works. I mean, it's because sometimes low budget movies really work. And it's, it's such a classic. It's influenced. So it's on, I feel like it's on every list ever of the most yeah. influential yeah. horror films. There's a Criterion edition. There's a Criterion edition that restored it and it looks really lovely because all the ghouls are like <gasps> people like they've got the white face paint with black. Oh. White and black face paint and it's just it's really terrific. Oh, I love a ghoul too. Yeah. I love yeah. a ghoul. Yeah. Um <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. I uh, isn't there also a Wes Craven produced or like a Wes Craven presents remake of that too from the I feel like yes, but I have not seen it. I don't know anything Why about not? it. Why not? Didn't you find the demonstrated success of all the other Wes Craven Presents films to be exactly what you needed to, to lull you into the a, a lullaby of watching this <laughs> sumptuous... Actually, psych! That's the version yeah. I was talking about this whole time. As you get your royalty check. <laughs> Cha-ching! <laughs> From the estate of Wes Craven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Check it out. It's a perfect Halloween time movie. Oh, I will. That might. I'm trying to challenge myself to watch new ones I haven't seen this this Shocktober, and perhaps I will put that on the list. Do it. It was in the public domain for like a really long time. So I mean, it could still be. I don't know, but that just means there's a lot of shitty looking versions of it out there. Like you could get it at the Dollar Tree. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but it's like the the image is backwards and covered in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Latin. so it's worth seeking out probably the Criterion or one of the newer versions. How exciting. So, um, yeah. Next on my list is actually, it might be sort of thematically similar to, to your last pick, is um, Messiah of Evil. I was going to put Messiah of Evil! Well, that's why I already <laughs> did. <laughs> oh, I love that movie Oh, so Yar, it's so good. It is so good. And I have you to thank for me even having that movie in my life um, because I oh, read it. Wow. Yes, I read about Messiah of Evil on finalgirl.rocks years ago. <laughs> and it, I, I immediately, I, I think you posted some beautiful screenshots or like stills from the film. And I was like, wow, mm -hmm. this looks gorgeous. I need to see it. So Jason and I went and we rented it from Movie Madness, the video store here in Portland. And I was blown away and terrified and entranced. It's like it's like a beautiful, terrifying dream, just an, an anxiety mm -hmm. fever dream about what, like this coastal town that these people go to. Um, she's looking for her dad. Isn't that it? Yeah, he's, yeah an he's an artist who has this amazing house full of like these murals and just crazy architecture. And it, it's, it almost feels a little, yeah, a little Italian in the design and um, the dreamlike kind of surrealness of it. And then there's these set pieces that just really 
I can't th- like it's almost Hitchcockian in the suspense that gets built up in these set pieces where it's like, what is it? Yes. What is it like going to a you for one? You don't know what's happening in this town, except like everyone is maybe a little possessed um, or or a little undead. It's so unclear. Um, and those moments of like going to the grocery store and just like more and more ghouls sort of surrounding you. Or for me, it's the scene in the movie theater where she, she oh. sits down in the movie theater and then and she's alone and then she turns around and like the seats are just filling and filling and filling with people until she's surrounded. And it's like the birds, you know, like, yes. oh, yeah, oh, and, but it's great. oh, it's just it's such oh. a perfect movie. It is so creepy. It's so it just tra- places you right in another surreal world sort of in a like Suspiria kind of way where you're really transported to a totally different universe through the the, the design of the film um yeah they make us like a small empty seaside town just feel like totally unfamiliar it's like that sense of the uncanny yeah is so unnerving and disturbing and it, it is oh it's it, it is as upsetting as it is a complete treasure um yeah i love it i love messiah of evil so much um yeah i think you'd like carnival of souls then because now like i think that's a fine pairing yeah it seems like they're really complimentary and yeah. just a side note yeah. about messiah of evil i have been because you know i have a, a side hustle as a film programmer and i have been trying to screen this movie but the producer is sitting on the rights and like will not let anyone show it and i'm like <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. That's so weird. Yeah, so screenings of this movie. Wouldn't they get money for it? That's my outlook. That's my outlook is like, just take the money. But yeah, some people are strange about what they allow to screen. So this movie really should be seen in a theater, but try to find. I think there's a. I can only imagine. I think there's a beautiful new Blu-ray release that came out not too long ago. Um, So I would definitely suggest seeking that out to witness it. Uh, But otherwise. Yes. If you haven't seen that movie. You need to see Messiah. It's so good. So sure. good. So, yeah. Highly yeah. recommend it. Yeah. Well, good then. My blog is good for it something. It is. It is uh, It is decided. If only On this that. day, yeah. it has been a- approved <laughs> and validated. A proclamation from the mayor. Yeah, yeah. Final girl. This blog is good for something. <laughs> oh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like the the pet cemetery blog off to the side where they're like, "This blog's bad." <laughs> Everything that happens at this blog is some, sometimes unpublished is better. Yeah. <laughs> the blog of a man Todd is stony air. Yeah. That's the that's the um the tagline on the poster. <laughs> You know, I saw the trailer. Did you see the trailer for the Pet Cemetery? I did. And what were you going to say? <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. It, yeah. Here's the thing. The cat is really cute. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm absolutely yeah. here for that cat. It looks a little CWE to me. Um, oh, yeah, it does. You're right. And it, it d- here's, I, okay, I'm just that person where I'm like, it's, it's not. Denise Crosby, aka Lieutenant Yar from The Next Generation. It's not. <laughs> so what's it's the not point? whoever the dad was who was cute. This this dad is ugly. And then it's not Dale Minkiff. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And it's not Fred Gwynn is such a yeah. Fred Gwynn was Herman Munster. Like South Park made an entire character based on him in Pet Cemetery, <laughs> just so they could say you don't want to go down that rod. Like. And- 
<laughs> and I'm like, John Lithgow. On the plus side, yes. on the plus side, the girl will not be the insufferable girl from the original who's like, Victor Pascal, <laughs> say don't go in there, <laughs> Can you please be her for Halloween and just come to my house and just do that? She's insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, but I do hope that the new gauge says, I played with mommy. Now I want you to play with you. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to do an audiobook of Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I would be so happy. <sighs> Nothing. Woman of a thousand something or other <laughs> voices, I guess. That's the. They're all a variation on Deborah yeah. Hill, but whatever. That's Fifty Shades of Perfect right there. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Deborah Hill. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Startlingly accurate. Oh god. On the plus side also for Pet Cemetery though is that Zelda the sister might be played by a woman this time instead of a oh, man. Oh yeah, instead of the oh let's get a skinny man and put her in drag and make her terrifying. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. I'm I'm never a fan of that. That's going to be nice. I it'd be it'd be nice to see a a a, a tormented dying woman instead of a well yeah, <laughs> shit. <you> <laughs> Equal rights. Equal rights. <laughs> yeah, so pluses and minuses. Like, the original's got some really terrific stuff. It's also got some questionable stuff. This is true. This is true. And I'm not overly invested, so I'll, I'll probably okay, see it. Okay. But I also don't yeah, care. Yeah, I don't care, but I will probably also see it. I just, I'm that person that's like, oh, god damn it, there's nothing else to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well... Anyway. Alas. Okay. My next number on the list, it's my favorite. I think right? so. Yes. Is The Fog. Oh, so good. The original. Oh, never mind. Fog. I'm not interested. <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> Wasn't the, in the, the original. In the remake, isn't like Jamie Lee's character like actually a ghost and that's like the twist at the end? And I don't know. I don't, I, you know what? I've blocked out all memories of it. I live blogged that, I guess would be the word, uh, for Final yeah. Girl. Like I wrote the, the post as I was watching oh, it. Oh my God, yes. I don't remember that movie except that it was an atrocity. Unlike. Like I think it's one of the worst remakes. It, it seems, it, it seemed like when they were it's really not trying to even pretend to try, for sure. <laughs> Unlike yeah, the original, yeah. which is, Perfect. Perfect in every sense. And also way. has a new restoration hitting theaters this year. Does it? Yeah, it's going to be back oh. out like uh, this month, I think, in a lot of theaters, um, if you can catch it. It's so great. The Fog, the story of Antonio Bay. Ooh. Celebrating the centennial of Antonio Bay. However, there is a crew of angry ghost sailors. Like you uh, do. The ancestors of Antonio Bay sent false, false. Oh my God, Anthony, don't get scared. A lighthouse signal. 
<laughs> a fake one that caused this ship to crash on the rocks and they all died because everybody on board was leprous. And Antonio Bay didn't want a bunch of lepers moving into town. So they sent out this fake lighthouse signal. Uh. The ship crashed. And then all the people from Antonio Bay took the gold from the lepers. Like, no lepers, please, but we'll take your leprous gold. And so Antonio Bay's cursed. And on the 100th anniversary or whatever it is, the ghosts come back. And they're like, we're going to kill some of y'all. And we're taking our gold back. And they do. And it is a rollicking good time. It's a rollicking good time. It's a classic campfire ghost story. It, also, I mean, the cast is perfect. Oh my god. The cast. Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously. Her mom. Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Yeah. Janet Lee, Ugh. Nancy Loomis, my angel yes. from the original Halloween. And of course, Adrian Barbo. Adrian motherfucking Barbo goddess amongst us mortals sheer perfection playing a dj who has converted a lighthouse god damn it into a radio station <laughs> how do you think she deals with it do you think she, i guess because she's inside the lighthouse so she doesn't have to see the outside of it maybe that's right maybe i should yeah. try that immersion there try that okay <laughs> maybe you should buy that lighthouse that scares you so much i am uh, going to have to leave this podcast soon <laughs> um <laughs> i think i think uh also like is there anything more iconic than adrian barbeau on the radio at night like my god i mean you know what part of the reason why i wanted to start this podcast i almost i've considered the name WKAB because that was her radio station call sign uh, and then I could be like this is Final Girl with WKAB and but then I was also like how dare you like I know you want to live that Stevie Wayne life <laughs> but how dare you even consider using the name like I am not worthy of being one of the 10,000 steps that she has to walk down and up every day to get to the light uh, is I just is was there not a, a studio space available <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there wasn't just like a store yeah. in town she could yeah, use she, i yeah. mean nowadays they have those office spaces you can rent but i mean <laughs> i like i do admire yeah. that she's like i'm gonna convert this old lighthouse and be an icon yeah. while the leper pirates attack everyone <laughs> <laughs> oh god she is just i mean i hate to say hashtag life goals oh she truly so i won't say no it. you but she really she is. truly she really is. is if we had those we that she would be them if i had goals of any kind <laughs> one of them would probably be about living that life also so. also another uh deborah hill classic exactly i was gonna say deborah hill co-wrote it she produced it and she was a second unit director I hell yeah so, and she was yep. she was very involved in these earlier productions with John Carpenter, like all the way yeah. down to when I saw Halloween um, recently with PJ Souls in attendance. Like I asked a question about, you know, how involved was Deborah Hill really? And PJ Souls was like, it was obvious to anyone involved that, that she and John were co-directors on the film, which to me is like a massive claim. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like. When we see the word producing, I often think like, oh, there's just somebody, you know, sitting in the corner, like signing checks. <laughs> but right. Yeah, exactly. But she was on set all the she time. She was in and it. was super active. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know. A pioneering Ugh. horror filmmaker. Absolutely. 
Yeah, um, never enough credit. Yeah, so. Except for here, and since so many people listen to this, <laughs> she's finally going to get the credit she deserves from the world at large. <laughs> the podcast that reignited the flame. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> because we only treat her with the utmost respect that she deserves. Exactly. <laughs> how 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 could you respect anyone more than transforming them into your like death metal mascot? <laughs> it's it's true. I mean, honestly, it is a testament to the sheer <laughs> magic legacy of that perfect angel of a woman. It's true. God, I love the fog. It's so good. I can't wait. We're actually showing it at the Hollywood um as for the restoration, Ooh. and I'm so excited to get to see it next week. Uh, yeah. Oh. I live in the wrong Portland. You do. You need to come to the right Portland. Gee whiz. Come watch some movies. I love movies. Well, hey, we got them. <laughs> no one can afford to live here, but we got movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> so, All right. next on mine, I am actually going to jump way ahead into the more recent contemporary films. Um, and I'm going to go into the found footage route, actually. A lot of people... Love found, love found a lot. Thank you. So many people hate found footage, and I get it. There is a lot of terrible... Oh, there's a lot of... There garbage. is so much terrible found footage out here. The film that I'm actually going to recommend is directed by some guys who have made some atrocious found footage films as well. Um, but I want to put this out there. I actually really love the movie As Above, So Below. Um haven't seen it yet i'm interested to hear what you think because this movie it's really like a 50 50 movie for a lot of people like you either love it or hate it um and i absolutely i fell into the camp of completely loving it it's one of those it's a little um the descent inspired where you know mm, love the descent. i do have to say i mean like disclaimer it's from the directors of quarantine which was the worst remake ever made <laughs> like cause it, it was just oh uh, i never saw that either i never bothered it was the most lazy shot for shot remake of, of record but with anything like mm. like like instead of uh like demonic possession that's transferable through an infection it's like it's like super rabies that some terrorist is making like in his apartment like it's just yeah. It's just dumb. Boring. Yeah, they just took it and watered it down. Um, but with As Above, So Below, they made a full-on found footage, not just horror movie, um, because they go into the catacombs underneath Paris to um, to basically find the Philosopher's Stone. So they they made a, a horror movie that also is like a really great treasure hunting adventure movie. Um, hmm. And my reason for loving this film is... I, I, what's what's that name for like uh, what's that name for like the female heroine that like is too good at everything but it's like it's actually just like a sh oh mary yeah sue. like a mary sue like a lot i think a lot of people kind of come after this character for being sort of a mary sue i i personally like don't give a shit about that construct or that idea <laughs> um because i'm yeah. like i want to watch badass women all the time um mm -hmm. and this Scarlet is her name. She's the she's this archaeologist who is like dead set on finding the philosopher's stone. And so she literally takes her team to Helen back to find the philosopher's stone and she is just the most badass archaeologist. Like this is the Tomb Raider movie I've wanted to see for years. Um Ooh. and that's exactly how I think of As Above So Below. It's it in terms of like its cinematic DNA, it is right next to the, the Descent and right next to the Tomb Raider video game remake. 
um, the original. Oh, those are two great tastes that I would love to see taste great together. In found footage, no less. So, In found like, footage. Which she, I this love. is the best depiction of Lara Croft I have seen in a movie, and she's not even Lara oh Croft. God. So... I, I gotta go. I'm gonna go watch it right now. I actually, just, so. I recommend it. It has scary men with triangle hats. Um, it, it has an ending that, like the KKK, uh, kind of like that, but like in hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's a part where one of them walks by, and I, I like poop myself every time. But um, mm. yes, indeed, a little candy corn comes out. But like, I highly, <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's like I said. I mean, it's found footage. It's not everyone's bag. There's there's definitely like some parts that aren't perfect, but I just think it's a great, a great adventure movie and so much fun. Um, I am going to watch that ASAP. Yeah, I, I love it. So take that hmm. as you will. I'm really, <clears throat> I'm really forgiving of found footage anyway, because I love it Me so too. much. And I realize there's so much crap because it's so easy. quote unquote Allegedly. easy to make, yeah. you know? allegedly easy like it seems easy you can't it's not easy to make a good one but people are like ah, i just put a night vision filter on it and then at the end they always devolve into just people running and screaming. yeah as the as the footage yeah. like gets that weird like <laughs> shaky like but doesn't happen to digital film so it's really funny that that's in every yeah there's no like noise <laughs> artifacts on digital film like and yet that. that's in every but... single one of them yeah yeah but I would love to, we should, again, not to, like, give listeners too big of a listen behind the curtain, but we should do a found footage. I'm all in. Too, because I love found footage. I'm all footage. in, and I'm like, as we just talk about this right now, I'm ready to jump up, like, list, like, five movies right now that I want to talk about, so. I know. We'll do that down yeah, the line. exactly. Put a pin in it. <laughs> Stacy. what's your next pick? <laughs> My next pick might be a little, uh, traditional. Oh, yeah, you know, but I can't help myself, and it is the original Night of the Living oh, Dead. Oh, so good! It's such right? a it's such a Halloween night. It is. Movie. It's such a charmer. It it it's, it's so great. It's yeah. Scary. It's like the quintessential Halloween night movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, what can you even say about it? Um, another low budget. Most of the movies on my list, honestly, are like like the lower the budget, the more creative. Super low budget, but also like literally created an entire genre by itself, yeah. which is bizarre. Yep. Terrific characters. I love that a lot of the cast is also the crew. Yes. You know. Yeah, it's like it, it's got that real family yeah, vibe. Yeah, you get the sense that literally people were like making it all like putting together the sets in between <laughs> scenes yeah yeah it's simple like keep it simple yep especially when it comes to like zombies just keep it simple bunch of people trapped in a farmhouse they don't know what the fuck is going on but there's zombies out there will they make it out alive who knows simple who knows i mean i know because i've oh, seen well. it well now you're verging on spoiler territory with a 50 <laughs> now year just, old film now i'm just showing yeah. off now I'm just well, showing I have a off, bad taste in my but... mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just, you know, it's a classic for and a reason. And so sure. ahead of its time in so many ways. Um, I mean, in terms yes. of film, in terms of the story and, and the, the entire idea of zombies, but also like racially, um, like a black man is the lead. Uh, yeah. And George Romero was definitely like yeah. saying something with that. 
casting and with what happens to that character. And yeah, yes. it's brilliant. It really is. And it's, you know, it's just so many movies have taken from it. And it taught me an interesting lesson, which is like zombie movies. It's like they're all kind of the same when it's this siege and it's like, will these survivors get along? Like, who's the real monster? Like all these things that are so bullshit now were established in Night of the yeah, Living Dead. and they actually still work yeah. in it. They don't just all come up. You're not just like, oh my God, why am I surrounded with all these assholes for an hour and a half? Yeah, exactly. But it's like everything is fine and you feel secure until mm-hmm. you're not and things get out of control. And But the thing is like the asshole character is right. Oh, oh yeah. Like he's right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that says about us. but you know. Well, probably not something good. <laughs> I, um, I actually got to meet Judith O'Day uh, last year at um the horror convention that we have up here at crypticon in seattle and she's barbara the original barbara and she is a treasure she also speaks in a british accent not because she's british but because she's done so much shakespeare that it's just easier for her to live british (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i i love her very much yeah I love her as well. I met her at a convention a few years ago. Like, she was one of the people I was really, really excited to meet. I had just written a big piece on Final Girl, which you can read. It's still up there. Uh, There was a a little blog thing going around, and it was right about the character you would have saved in a horror movie. And I wrote about Barbara, and it's like one of my favorite things that I've ever written. And so I met her right after I wrote that, and we were talking about it, and I had such a crush on Barbara (laughs) when I was a kid. (laughs) Like, she was so nice and pretty, and she just meets such a bad end, you know, that she doesn't deserve. Yeah, poor girl gets... She gets, like I talk about in the piece that I wrote, is Barbara gets the end that is usually reserved for the asshole character. Yeah, and yet she doesn't deserve it because she's literally like catatonic on the couch for most of the Yeah, and then when she tries, when she finally snaps out of it and starts to help, she gets pulled through the window by her brother and torn apart by the masses. But that's the fate reserved for like, like in uh, Day of the Dead for Captain Rhodes, the real asshole who gets pulled apart. Yeah. Like that's always like his audiences expect the big feast scene. It's like they get what's coming to them and it's gross and all that. And it's like, then it happens to the good girl who goes to church and like never heard a fly. So yeah. And it's it's, the stakes are so high. It's really yeah. It's very upsetting. Yeah. And actually that is also why I, I the remake is not terrible. <laughs> Right, yeah. And I, I love what they do with Barbara in the remake. Yeah, it's a little girl power. It's a little. It's a little um, Sarah Connor just happened in Terminator <laughs> yeah. 2. I admire the, uh, the uh, I admire what they were trying to do with it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, next up for me, I have another recent film that is also good times, and it's also great Halloween times, and it's called The Guest. Um, oh, by I can't remember their names, but they did your next. Yes, Adam Wingard, Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I actually I feel like your next is perfect, uh, and I feel like the guest is a fantastic follow up. And it's basically like what happens if you were to remake the movie Halloween but combine it with the Terminator. <laughs> and I I love it. It also stars Micah Monroe, who is the final girl in It Follows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am obsessed with her. 
and she she makes another fantastic final girl in this film and it's her versus dan stevens who is like quaint and british and in everything else that he's in like downton <laughs> abbey and beauty and the beast or whatever um but in this he is smoking hot and nobody knows how they achieved that if it was cgi or makeup <laughs> effects <laughs> there is a scene where he he takes a hit off a joint at a party and ex- exhales smoke and i have i have become weak in the knees every you made time a, ca- you made a calendar scene. of screenshots just from that scene yeah and i i have an entire tumbler of just that scene <laughs> um it's i i love it because yeah it's like they definitely turn him into the sex sex object in the movie but he's also the villain right. and you have to you they play a lot with like she's really attracted to this guy and he's such a he's really actually helpful to the family and cares about them but he also has this sort of i mean it's it's sort of a play on ptsd but it's like a programming because he's part of some military experiment um as this this guy comes back from the war to visit a family of uh, a soldier that he was close to in the war um and then it turns out that things aren't as they seem. Uh, I love this movie, especially for Halloween, because there is a great chase sequence in a haunted house. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. And it is it is just charming. Um, and I would like other films, like the recent Predator remake sequel reboot, oh, yeah. to take note that if you set a movie at Halloween, you should probably have something happen that has to do with Halloween. You should acknowledge it. You should at least acknowledge it. Not just one scene of a kid trick-or-treating. I want to see the haunted house that you show the signs for the entire movie. I want to see what happens when you go in that haunted house with a killer. And that's what the guest does. So I highly recommend it. It's a good time. It's cute. Great soundtrack, too. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. 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 <laughs> well, my next uh, suggestion is also recent. I'm finally getting with the times here. A movie I Ooh. absolutely adore. Yes. The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, see, I need to watch this one again. I am going to be honest about that. I loved it a lot. Yeah. I loved it. Tell me everything. <laughs> Well, because I watched it, I watched it, Jason and I watched it, and the first half I was in love with, and then I think I don't even remember why I didn't like what happened in the second half, but I remember feeling that way. Um, but I need to rewatch it. Well, there's like a, a the movie begins, and there's like a crime scene at a house, like a really violent crime scene people blood and body parts and something terrible happened and they find the body of a young woman buried in the backyard but she's not there's no marks on her she's just they can't figure it out and so they take her to the local mortician and the movie is the mortician and his son uh dissecting the body and trying to figure out what her deal is this jane doe and boy do they find out oh do they ever Oh, do they ever. Poor, poor Brian Cox and Emile Hirsch. Yeah. Who actually are great. I thought they're both really terrific. Um, I thought it, there's a lot of scary stuff going on because it takes a long time for the reveal for, you know, for you to really figure out what, you know, something's going on with this corpse, but you don't know what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, and there's like a storm outside and the mortuary is all dark and creaky and there's people walking around like bodies go missing and it's scary i remember i remember being really freaked out at that like where there's you just hear the walking around or like you see the feet or something they put the bell on the body's feet yes that was oh in the drawer i don't like that (laughs) yeah and then you hear the bell coming from down a dark hallway and you're like that's not my cat yeah (laughs) mr sprinkles mr sprinkles the more cat (laughs) yeah yeah and so they eventually, I mean, I don't know, I mean, witches. Like, she's basically uh, an immortal, indestructible, pissed-off witch who can fuck you up from beyond the grave, even when she's just a body laying on a table. I love it. God damn it, I have to watch it again. <laughs> it's so good. I'm gonna. It's so good. And shout out to the woman playing the naked corpse the whole time. Oh, yeah. She doesn't, you know, it's not easy to play a corpse but she does it and she does it well yeah you you just you can't move that's hard you can't breathe you can't blink (laughs) what if you have to sneeze she could have spent that whole movie trying to not sneeze or pee exactly when did she pee yeah we don't know you don't see it i'm sure brian cox got to pee i'll tell you that (laughs) Mm -hmm. they probably got food and everything and she just had to lay there the entire time so craft services brings her a a jerky (laughs) or a a slim jib yeah Yeah, so i love autopsy of jane doe i think it's scary as heck and you know i love a witch oh god yeah god bless the witches they're really the reason for the season reason for every season as far as i'm concerned so love a witch Next up on mine, I am taking a a, a supermarket sweep, if you will, (laughs) um, with the 1989 slasher film Intruder, uh, which I I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. Is that Sean S. Cunningham? I think so. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember who did it or how. I just know Sam Raimi was somehow involved. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, His Ted is in it. And then um, Bruce Campbell also has a cameo sequence that's really funny. And so that kind of can set you up for what sort of slasher movie this is. It is just a, a great... It's it's what it feels like a 1983 slasher, really, like like a slasher like Sleepaway Camp or Curtains or Blood Rage, where it's like it has that 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 camp element. It also has great uh, gore effects, um, and just such a 1980s setting. It's in a supermarket at night as they're doing like a floor set and getting everything set up for for you know the next week of sales. and it is just, I keep saying it's a charmer, but it is such a charmer. It is so fun. Um, it's just such a such a great slasher movie, and especially one of the less celebrated slasher movies. Um, yeah. I absolutely love it. I highly recommend Intruder. It's always been on it's always been on my list, you know. It's one of those that's out there, and I just we've never been in the same room at the same yeah. time. So <laughs> And there really is, you know not much more to say about it except that it's um it's just a joy it's a joy to watch it's it's very apparent what this movie is it's just a slasher in a supermarket but it is a treasure it looks you you had me at supermarket it looks like scott spiegel directed it but it was 
There's a Sean S. Cunningham slasher movie that I'm thinking of, and obviously this is not yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. Might somehow be related. It looks like Lawrence Bender, who did he like? Oh, didn't he like write part of Pulp Fiction? Well, he wrote it. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, Sla- in- Intruder. Not to be not to be mistaken with other films also titled Intruder or Intruders, which it turns out there's 700 versions of those. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. But yeah, the 1989 Intruder. Hmm. All right. Well, I also am going to Slasher Town. Oh yeah. For my next movie. And my next movie is a little 1981 gem called Hell Night. Oh, with Linda. With Linda Blair, oh, yeah. baby, and Peter Barton, the quintessential 80s cutie guy. It is a joyful movie. <laughs> I love Hell Night so much. It's so Halloween-y. It's like a bunch of uh, fraternity and sorority pledges have to stay the night in Garth Manor, where 20 years ago, Andrew Garth killed his entire family, and it's said that he still lives in the abandoned mansion. And the pledges must stay the night. They get locked in. And uh, it, it's, for some reason, it's a costume party. So they're all in costumes. <laughs> so, like, Linda Blair's in a flouncy top and she's got a cameo choker on the whole time. So it really just almost makes it feel, instead of it being a bunch of doofus teenagers in jeans and t-shirts, it's doofus teenagers in period costumes in a gothic mansion. So it has this real gothic feel. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's so good. It's all in. And I love the very tiny subgenre of people living in the walls movie. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I hate it. It's so creepy. It's so, it's so creepy. It's so creepy. I oh my yeah. god, yeah. That anytime anytime so, I see like a an arm coming out from behind a picture frame. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Also, I'd have yeah. I'd have to say like this is maybe the best Linda Blair movie out there. I mean, besides like The Exorcist, which is just obvious. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Although you know, I watched it somewhat recently, and she plays uh, Mick. What's her? Oh God, what's her name in this? She has a really boyish name, Randy or something. And uh, she's not the best final girl. Crank. Kong? (laughs) Kong. Linda Blair. (laughs) Kong. Goal Island 2. In hell night. (laughs) Marty. Marty. It's Marty. Marty Kong. There we go. Marty Kong. (laughs) Yeah, but she's not the best final girl. When you watch this, there's a a young man who I feel should have been the final boy. Oh, really? Yes, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You know? But she's still, spoiler alert, Marty survives the hell night. Well. And probably has a hell few days afterwards. <laughs> Do you think that's what she told people afterwards? They're like, how was your, she's like, well, I've had a hell few days. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, exactly. well, Marty, good to hear from you. Hopefully she just wears that choker all the time. I hope so. Love a cameo choker. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, it's got an 80s vibe because like there's the party girl who takes quaaludes and stuff. But it has the aesthetics of like an old Hammer film. Oh, And it's just a lot of fun. And I love it to pieces. Yeah, I think that's going to definitely be a Halloween watch for me. I need to watch that one again. I've only seen it once and it was great. Ah, see it again. I'm going to do it. a lot of movies to watch. I know, so much. So I'm also staying on Slasher Row. Um, Hmm. with my next pick, uh, and I'm actually going to 
to Norway or somewhere for this movie. It's um, I should I should know where it's from. I think you know where I'm going with this. I do. It's, called it's so good. Cold Prey Two is the one I'm going to yes. recommend. Not Cold Prey One. I I here's the thing. Cold Prey One is fine. It, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. It does great with what it's got. Um, but Cold Prey Two is is terrific. Is terrific. Is terrifying. Is brutal. Is fucking metal as all hell. Has one mm-hmm. of the most badass final girls ever who is also in the first one um it, it's it's basically it's halloween 2 but mm-hmm. in norway and yeah and a hundred times better than halloween 2 god i mean i don't want to offend anyone i love halloween 2 like me like you stacy no, I, I saw your post about halloween 2 just now <laughs> but like <laughs> it's not great i just have a soft spot me too no exact same and this movie just like takes that 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 exact thing of like here's what happens right after the last movie ended we're back in the hospital and now you have to fight for your life with this terrifying like encino man thawed from an ice block killer (laughs) it is so it's better than the first one it's the rare sequel that is way better. it's absolutely it's like it's like aliens but i actually like alien better but it's like it is just in terms of how much the stakes are upped that much higher it is it's like rob zombie level um brutal too like it's very really um a gross slasher movie um but you also really care about the characters and they're sweet and cute and uh yeah i just when i think of modern slashers um Cold Prey 2 is is the the absolute standout for me. Uh Yeah. Why don't they get more attention? Because it's subtitles and that's the Cuz it's Cuz people can't read yeah. Stacy. <laughs> that's people true. Say, oh, I only just I want to watch a movie. I don't want to read one. Oh my god. So. That's true. No, if you're, you're right. afraid to it's if so you're afraid great, to though. to have to read a few subtitles here and there, <laughs> then don't yeah, watch Cold Prey 2. But if you want to be shook to your core with a great slasher good time, absolutely go for Cold Prey 2. Or, in its native tongue, Fritwild. Fritwild. Oh no! It's time to Fritwild. It's time to freeze or chill out. <laughs> chill out, eyes to see you. Someone should actually redub Cold Prey 2 with all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's lines from Batman and Robin. So the killer. I'm cold. <laughs> that was that was his line, yes. His killer. That was the his first killer draft. catchphrase. I'm cold. You will be cold soon as well. <laughs> been a while since i've seen that so all right again i'm sticking in slasher town baby but i'm also sticking in 1981 okay with a movie i've been thinking about a lot lately for some reason the fun house by toby hooper directed by toby house yeah little toby hooper jim yeah i really like the fun house i think it's super underrated bunch of kids trapped in the fun house overnight you know they go into the carnival and they go in the fun house and they jump out of their little cars because they want to stay in the fun house all night and do mm-hmm. it because who would and uh because who wouldn't that's a perfect place to do it <laughs> and not that i would know 
anyway. But yeah, and they run afoul of one of uh the one of the carny workers' monstrously deformed sons who they see him kill someone and then you know, he sees them and then they see each other and then they see a lot of other things. There's a lot of looking and uh it's great. It's you know, I think Toby Hooper, I mean, I think it's underrated in general. I think it's really underrated as a Toby Hooper film. He's made a lot of movies, hasn't made a lot of great movies. Yeah, and, and all of his movies are all very different, too, which I, I think was why yes. it was kind of, it, it was harder for people to peg him down as like a master of horror, I think, for a while. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of, The Fun House, to me, is a good companion piece to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because they're both kind of about fucked up families yeah like the carnival family sticking to their own you know and the cannibal family and texas chainsaw sticking with their Mm -hmm. own and is a crazy family like that better than no family i don't know you know but home is where the heart is and sometimes that heart is severed inside a a funhouse uh uh prop thing (laughs) that's the exact hallmark card that was pitched yeah, my mom also cross-stitched that and yeah. it off the couch. <laughs> well, I yeah. appreciate her tireless cross- cross-stitching efforts. God, it was all she did. Well, she didn't feed us. She just was cross-stitching yeah, all the right. time. <laughs> feed us. I'm an only child. Well, anyway. you were. <laughs> or you are, you are now. <laughs> you thought you were. Have you yeah. met your cross-stitch <laughs> sister? Yarnelia. <laughs> I'm... I thought she was just a no. legend. <laughs> Yarnelia. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so I am also I'm also still in slasher terrain um, with a another slasher movie, another recent slasher movie um, that I truly dearly love so much called The Final Girls. Um, haven't seen it. can you believe i haven't oh, seen Stacey, it see this movie we just showed it for queer horror in august and the majority of our audience had not seen it and literally everyone afterwards was in the theater saying how have i never seen that movie and everyone was equally trying to hide the tears because this is a tearjerker of a movie um it's also just like a great slasher movie and for like a pg-13 slasher movie that kind of got ignored and went more or less straight to video I can't think of anything more sinful um, than this movie's treatment because it is so good. It's like last action hero crossed with Cabin in the Woods, crossed with Friday the 13th, (laughs) but good. And nobody knows how. It stars Taisa Farmega and Malin Ackerman. Um, Taisa is a daughter of a horror movie actress who's only known really for doing like a Friday the 13th movie, more or less, called Camp Bloodbath back in the 80s. Um, Her mom tragically dies and then Thais is invited to a screening of the movie in Memorial, where then something goes wrong in the theater and her and her friends get sucked into the movie and she is reunited with her mom, but it's her mom's character from the movie and they have to fight to survive this killer. I love this movie. It's it's meta, it's sweet, it's thoughtful. Um, it's from the... who? Uh, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. But he plays the little vampire kid Carl in Near Dark. Um, oh, he, yeah, yeah. he was the son of the young priest in The Exorcist. And um, 
so his dad died like uh jason 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 miller Miller yeah yeah he was he's jason miller's son in real life and his dad died when he was growing up so he would have to he would watch the exorcist and see his dad die all the time um and so he wrote this movie with his husband um kind of in tribute to that what it's like to grow up like that um but also like as a fantasy of being able to see your loved one again but also in a in a great slasher movie and it's a comedy too i should say it's a comedy even though it is really heartwarming and heart-wrenching um yeah it is it's so colorful it is it is a treasure and it is absolutely a shame that more people have not seen this movie so the final girls check it out i'm gonna have to I think I've resisted because just like meta wears oh, me out. Oh yeah, but this one it's like it's less yeah. about like hey look at the tropes we know about, <laughs> and it's more it's yeah. more about the relationship of the mother and daughter, and it's played so well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love Marilyn Ackerman. Yeah. and She's also great. like in this movie, like they considered the women's roles so well, where the women all shine, and there's a, a lot of there's even like outward conversation about like wait why are we just why are we just letting each other be like the bitch character to each other fighting about this yeah it's really thoughtful oh, that's nice and yeah it's so good next up all right this is also perhaps a little trite but i couldn't resist oh halloween three season hey of that is a great movie and actually it's yeah that's a great pick it is cuckoo kachoo. It is, and that fucking song will never get out of my head. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So there's an evil toy man, like an evil executive, you know, and uh, they make these masks with these chips on them, and they want to kill all the children. The children are supposed to put on the mask and watch this fucking commercial that will get stuck in your head. And something about the commercial triggers something in the chip on the mask. And for some reason, it makes bugs come out of your face. Like like any good product should. <laughs> Here's the thing, Stacey. And it's like, why are they doing this? How do the bugs come out? We don't really know. But Druid computer chips are the rage. <laughs> Especially for Deborah Hill. I mean, we know ho- <laughs> Homegirl loved a druid. And druid... She did. Yeah. It doesn't even have to necessarily have anything to do with druids. Just the the word druid. If you <laughs> if you need a haunted. Mask. Well, there is an exploding Stonehenge. There is an exploding Stonehenge at some point in the like. This movie is cuckoo crazy, and I understand. It's I don't think it's great in terms of like objectively. Is this a good movie? It is entertaining as all. Heck. Oh, it's entertaining, and that yeah. ending. Like, who doesn't want that to happen to all those kids on Halloween? <laughs> exactly like it has a downer ending you know which you don't get all that often but i can see it coming off of halloween 2 and being like what the fuck is this whereas you know john carpenter and deborah hill were like let's do whatever we want and they just like (laughs) so they just wanted halloween to kind of be like an anthology series where every movie would be about something that happens pertaining to halloween not necessarily much. Yeah, Mike. they were trying to American and... Horror Story us years ahead of their time. Yeah, exactly. We're revolutionary! And no one appreciated yeah, no. it. No, it's a crazy movie. Crazy movie. But Tom Atkins, Nancy Loomis, I'm on board. Oh, God, yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, so, uh, haunted Halloween masks, druid computer chips, and androids. Like what? <laughs> yeah, exploding androids. There are so many explosions in this movie for no reason. Like the androids self destruct; they explode. One woman tries to examine one of the masks, <laughs> and she like plays around with the chip on her back, and she gets shot in the face by a laser. And it like blows her face off with a laser, and then there's bugs. Like I don't get the how do the bugs? Come they out? just do, Stacy. <laughs> Stop. Children die. <laughs> I know. Where's Neil deGrasse Tyson? I know. Get over here. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> As he gets sucked into a wormhole, and no one cares. The quasar. The centrifugal force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just a crazy movie but it's so much fun it is it, it is it is a joy yeah and the soundtrack is another one really another is. great soundtrack yeah yeah so there you go next season of the witch next baby. up for me i've got uh, a little movie that i've actually mentioned on the podcast before in one of our many previous episodes um with 1982's superstition Oh yes, I almost oh, put that. It is too. But then I thought maybe I'm what? shocked we maybe haven't had any overlap so far. Um no. so almost, almost spoilers. So Superstition is uh just a perfect slasher movie, a perfect witch movie, a perfect ghost movie, all combined into one, with exploding heads in microwaves, a giant like Bigfoot black haired witch ghost thing. <laughs> and a occasional oh. and so blessed flashbacks to this witch being tortured in like an inquisition but she is the most foul-mouthed just like in oh, your God. face doesn't give a fuck like she's the original like joan rivers like it's just <laughs> a woman after my just own telling heart. all these puritans like... to go fuck themselves it, it is uh it is just like candy and i am having fun <laughs> yeah Yes, it is absolutely a treat. Absolutely yeah. a treat. And if if this podcast is good for one thing, hopefully more people will see. I I would hope so. It is. It's hard to find. Um, I I would hope that maybe mm -hmm. that's shifted a little recently. Maybe maybe someone's gonna make a nice fancy Blu-ray of it or something. Or maybe there is, and I just don't know. Um, yeah, superstition, so good. I don't I don't even want to say anything more because I just want to keep it fresh for people. It is. Such a yes. treasure. I Such agree a treasure. With that. It really is. All oh, right. we're getting close. My next one. We're getting close. My number two. I'm not going to say a whole heck of a lot about for reasons that will be obvious to you, Anthony, when I say it. But I had to include it because I just had to. And that is the 1963 film, The Haunting. Oh, yes. But the reason why I'm not saying anything for all of you people is because next week, Anthony and I will be discussing all things related to the haunting Literally of Hill House. Literally all things. Literally all we things. We have been doing so, so much work, homework on this. Some of it Some torture. of it absolute torture, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, absolute torture. Uh, but I could not not list this film because it's absolutely one of my favorites and it is the perfect haunted it is. house movie. It 100% is. Um, it's also beautiful. It's beautiful. And there's Theo. 
who is the only perfect creature to ever exist in fiction or reality. when we turned um when we were watching this because you know so obviously we've been reviewing all of the haunting of, of hill house material ever to be made um when jason and i were watching this the other night i turned to him and i was like i want theodora to be my new style icon for the next year of my life <laughs> like mm-hmm. i'm gonna go out and buy a black turtleneck dress and a big old pendant and god I, she has style she has sass she has class that's how she became the <laughs> i missed a sheffield this place is haunted. Well, I got the bacon happening all hours of the night. <laughs> That's the haunting remake we really need. The one exactly. Starring... Why hasn't anyone done that? Put the fucking Sheffield and the nanny in a haunted house, and you know what? I would be there. I admit it. I'm not too proud to well, not admit that. I, I can't wait there. to jump all into the haunting with you next week. Um. Because I, I yeah, have so much to say about The Haunting, um, and I can't wait. Yay! Yeah. So well, I had to include it, but I'm, that's all I'm going to say. And also, listeners, please watch it, and then watch every other version that's ever been made, so that you can follow along with our or next notes. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll be all prepared. All I'll say is I love Theo so Theo much. Theo is God, is all I'll say. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Next on my list uh, is a little film, a little, a little, another slasher film, but like a really femme affirming um, uh, uh, tale of friendship that could called Tragedy Girls. Oh, this yes. movie is such a delight. Why didn't, why hasn't that gotten more I don't attention. understand. It, it was it even like was out in theaters like it, it's not like the final girls where yeah. it more or less went like direct to dvd like this had a theatrical release it was produced by craig robinson who i will love for eternity for producing this movie um i mm-hmm. love tragedy girls it is it's like it is it's great it, it subverts everything i expected to happen um it is mm-hmm absolutely a movie about friendship about two teenage girls uh trying their best to be true to each other and to themselves and stay friends um through high school while also being serial killers who kidnap a serial killer just so that they can get away with copycatting his murders and blaming it all on him um all to help (laughs) uh the views and the hits on their blog and like horror podcast so actually that's it's us basically Mm -hmm. um it, uh, goals. Uh, and it is so funny the gore is great um the dialogue is great the message is is awesome the ending the, the actresses are, are so good i actually like this is one movie where i saw tragedy girls and i have sought out everything else that they have done because of this movie and i have i have not yes. been let down at all by either of them um and especially like alexandra ship um deserves way better than these new x-men movies where she's storm she's she's the perfect person Mm -hmm. to play that role if they'd let her play that role um i love tragedy girls like it it's funny it's scary it's hilarious it's sweet uh it is it is the femme affirming slasher movie of our time Yeah. yeah it's so much fun it's so much fun 
Absolutely. More need That's to see why it. I'm talking about it. Let's go see Tragedy Girls. And it is yeah. easily viewed on like I think it's on Shutter, it's on Amazon Prime, it's on it's on Hulu. It's, it's on find. it's very available. So do yourself a favor and watch it. You're gonna have a blast. Do it! Do it! <laughs> <laughs> Deborah Hill says. Deborah says. S E Z. Do it. Do it. <laughs> ah, all right. Oh, My number, number one, one film. <laughs> that was that was like Chewbacca. That was like a, a drum Shih Tzu roll. threatening someone from afar <laughs> over a over a greenie treat. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my number one pick is Creep Show. Yes, I almost put this on the list. Quintessential Halloween time, fun, spooky, perfect film. Another Adrian Barbo oh gem. Oh my god, she is amazing in this. <sighs> Billy is everything. Absolutely everything absolutely everything this movie's got it all it's george romero and stephen king paying homage to the ec horror comics of the 1950s and it is such an achievement it feels like one of those comic books come to life it's colorful it is everybody is just like a tiny hair shy of playing it too campy Oh yeah, it's it's 100% over the top. It's over the top, but it's just shy of being total camp. Yeah. Um it's an anthology. There's what five five segments. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Amazing cast, great variety of stories, unbelievable effects. It's so much fun. It's one of my so favorite many, films of all time. So many good genres like Yeah. Ugh. Zombies up the wazoo. Yeah. Bugs, more bugs, like Halloween. Oh, the cockroaches, monsters. <laughs> um, I appreciate the sound design in this film. Like a waterlogged oh. zombie sounds very different from a dirt logged zombie. This is true and, and empirically true in real life. Yeah, exactly. They pay attention to things like that. It's got a zombie coming up out of the ground, which is one of my favorite things that you very rarely see in a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just, the cast is fantastic. It's so oh, much fun. Ev- everyone in it is perfect. Everyone is perfect, especially Adrian I- Barbo, obviously. Oh, God. I have to say, so we we just did a screening of Creep Show at the theater here in Portland. And it was so much fun to, to see it on the big screen. It was my first time seeing it on the big screen. Um, and I did not realize how hilariously like quintessential and and key to my life goals um the opening like the first story is yeah (laughs) (laughs) with aunt medelia with aunt oh my god those aunts everyone in that family is is a homosexual everyone yes yes. (laughs) (laughs) thank you they they are living they are living like their 70s swinger dark shadows fantasy to the to the peak um Uh I, I, oh, I, I always thought I loved that movie, especially for Billy and the Crate, but I'm like, nope, it's all about Father's Day now for me. Yeah, no, Father's Day was always my favorite story. Like, Billy is just, like, the Crate isn't my favorite story of it, but Billy is so amazing. Billy's, like, the best part, yeah. She's the best part of it, but the, but Father's Day is absolutely my favorite story. 
Yeah, and oh, it is so good. You have Ed Harris doing that dance. I love Cass. So oh my god, I had such a crush on Cass. Oh yeah. It's got the zombie coming out. It's got Dottie Old Aunt Bedelia. It's oh god, it's so good. Everyone is an asshole to each other, but yeah, like they're all the... they all hate each other. Oh, it's so oh, it's it's the future this homosexual wants. <laughs> <laughs> it's the present this homosexual wants. Yeah. <laughs> the past, the present, the future. It's just I mean, creep show is just such a hoot. It is a hoot. So so good so if you're good. ever gonna call a movie a hoot call creep show a hoot <laughs> it's a hoot it's a hoot i say and a hit <laughs> a hoot and a hit i love it wow wow okay so i i went with like a super super like in theaters now movie instead of like a quintessential classic for my last one um are you so gonna I- say it are you gonna say what i think you're gonna say I might be saying the one. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. So my pick, and this is my pick right now, just because it's it's like literally the only Halloween movie you could go see in theaters besides like the new Goosebumps movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I really liked it is Hellfest. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I walked into it not expecting anything, honestly, not expecting anything at all. Um, and I was just so refreshed. Uh, it's beautiful. It's, it's set in like the ultimate kind of haunted house, but it's like a touring haunted house theme park. So obviously what could go wrong? Um, it's very much sort of like the fun house, but like a modern day, uh, but still sort of has the sensibilities of an older slasher movie. And what I really loved about this movie is all the, unlike in Father's Day, all the characters actually seem like real life friends and actually like each other. So they invest in the characters so much that by the time the killer shows up and people start walking off into hallways by themselves, you're genuinely like very upset for them. Um, and you can feel like the weight of every death is, is it's nice. So yeah, I just thought it was like, it's a spooky good time. Tony Todd shows up literally oh. for like one scene and has <laughs> his cameo and gets his paycheck for the year. And uh, <laughs> And other than that, it is, it's just a fun, um, great Halloween movie. So yeah, yeah. Hellfest. I, I think it, I'm not, I don't, is it a new classic? I don't know, but did I enjoy watching but it? Who cares? Absolutely. Like, like, like the other night, like I was like, well, maybe, you know, there's nothing out in theaters right now, but it's discount movie night on Tuesdays. So maybe we should just go see Hellfest again. Cause right. I really, I really enjoyed it. So I yeah. love when that happens. It yeah. happens sometimes and it's a rare treat. Yeah, you're just like, oh, this is actually fun to watch, and it's got spooky stuff, and it makes me feel like I'm immersed in my favorite holiday. So, right. yeah, Hellfest. Well, not you. Not, thank you. Not, <laughs> <laughs> I will say not to be conv- confused with Bloodfest, which also has a very similar premise, at least on paper, in the beginning. Bloodfest? Like it's a festival of blood? A festival of blood! Um... <laughs> And it is it is not good. So don't watch Bloodfest, okay. but watch Hellfest. Hellfest okay. is a, it's a joyful time. Yeah, yeah. So those are wow. What a shocktober we've got lined you up. You know what? I think those are some damn fine rec. If I, you know, if we can just brag for a second, those recommendations are damn fine. 
I feel like, you know, and here's the thing. Here's what I don't like about a lot of horror movie recommendations is like, and I always see this on the internet where people are like, oh, what's some scary movies? And people are like, have you ever heard of The Exorcist? Or <laughs> have you ever heard of Scream? <laughs> you know, and you get like the most obvious stuff. So I really, I feel like we, yeah. went, to, we went to some classics. We also went to some uh, unheard of treasures too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you know, that was my feeling with Night of the Living Dead was that was a little, have you heard of Night of the Living Dead? But it's so, but it is almost underrated in its way because it's black and white. And, yeah. And like, I mean? are, are people like lining up to watch it today? But it's like, if you want to put on something and also like these movies are all great to have on at a party in the background. Yes. Um, you could create, light a nice scented candle and create a, a <laughs> yeah. create a narrative. Cram your candy cons and uh, you're good to go. <laughs> Candy corns, they're good for the cramming. <laughs> good for the cramming. Wow. Yeah. Not I feel... a lot of overlap, which I'm I'm pleased for the listeners. I am shook. But yeah. I'm surprised because I was feeling like this was our newlywed game because we yeah. are, thanks to this podcast, we are common law married now. This is true. That That is how the law works in yeah. most states. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little disappointed, but also... But also not because it's more complimentary. Because how well-rounded are we? Um, exactly. Exactly. So I think I think if nothing else, we've got to give ourselves a pat on the back. I love us. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> but I did almost put Messiah of Evil. I did. So. I thought for sure you were going to. Um, I thought you were going to put Night of the Demons. Oh, I should have, you know, because that is, well, let's just put that on the list, too. So go watch Night of the Demons, too. Yeah, and also go watch other things I almost put on, like um, The Old Dark House and Killer Party. Oh, yeah. The Child and Psycho, too, I almost put down. I would have also included movies like Curtains or The Slayer or The Legacy. Oh, I love The Slayer. Oh, The Legacy where that lady falls down the stairs and it's like, meow, 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 meow. (laughs) And then also, you know, like my other favorite Halloween movies are like Young Frankenstein and Dracula Dead and loving it. So I'm like, those those all almost made the list. But like, no, I I think we got some good. I think we got some good ass lists. Wow, Stacey, I am feeling positively shrieked and spooked for Shocktober. Me too. I'm shocked and I'm tobered. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts. If I was if I was Ilsa, I would slap you with a ruler right now. <laughs> oh, Ilsa, I'm feeling rather tober. <laughs> yes, all is going according to plan. Now it's time for cramming the corn. Enjoy cramming the corn. Prepare for the harvest. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! god. Oh Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time for more games!